0: This episode of Blue Shirts Breakaway is brought to you by our moms. Yep, both our moms join us for this episode. I can't believe it happened, and it gets way more inappropriate than I thought it would have. But here we are, 2018, everyone. Also brought to you by our Patreon sup- subscribers who support this podcast and make it possible. And, of course, Nick from EmpiricalDesigns.net. All right, this, is, um, this might go down as an all-timer. I don't like to say that about podcasts. There's a few particular Blue Church Breakaway podcasts that I, I like to say are all-time. The episode where Greg calls in and his hamstring is broken. Uh, the episode where Woj comes on and we ask the question. And I have a feeling this might be number three. Could be wrong. Could be overhyping it. But man, uh, this is this was something. Prepare to learn way too much about me and Greg. And uh, let's go. <laughs> Hey welcome to another week of Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead, and I am here with my co-host, Gregory Kaplan, and welcome to our MomCast. Off-season fun, Greg, say hello.
1: Yeah, if, you, if you're not here for nonsense, we got about 20 minutes of Ranger talk, and then we have uh, some real-life shit that we're going to get into.
0: Some real-life stuff, as in we're bringing our mothers on the podcast. Why, you may ask, and I will feed you. The reason is, yesterday was Mother's Day. We were recording this on a Monday at 6.14 p.m., and, you know, what, what way to better appreciate your moms than put them out on the internet for a bunch of listeners to listen to?
1: We've, we've joked about it for a long time. And on Sunday, I messaged you and just thought, if there's ever going to be a time to do it, Ooh, it's now. It seems like today would be to do it.
0: Right. So I, you know, just to preface things, we didn't have a hockey guest this week. I know what you're wondering. You guys are the number one Rangers podcast. How come you don't have a guest writer that's talking about the conference finals? Well, we're not that good so we press brain on our mobs
1: and well, uh, it's not it's not just that it's we'd want to bring someone on to talk about the lightning but i don't know if you know this they're a little busy right now
0: a little busy those lightning writers. kind of yeah. panic button time
1: i don't know uh, i think so i'm still waiting for the capitals to fuck it up maybe they, they maybe have the greatest looked- thing that's ever happened to the capitals is me coming on every podcast once a week saying they're going to fuck it up they have looked
0: quite good
1: i got the chance to watch
0: uh I've watched about four periods of both those games uh, hmm. until they were blowouts. I kind of had them on the side, you know, like on the, on the second screen it. I second screened them. Uh, hmm. That whole team, the offense is kicking on all cylinders. And good for them, they look like the favorite to win the cup right now, except the Jets are also a powerhouse, except they're boring, and you can only name one player from that team. Two, maybe.
1: I could name more than one player from the yeah, Jets.
0: because you follow hockey, but I would say the casual hockey fan can't name more than two players.
1: I would have a hard time believing the casual hockey fan doesn't know Patrick Liney. Dustin Bufflin, Blake Wheeler, Mark Shifley. Turba.
2: Okay,
1: yeah. I, I, let's prove your point wrong a little bit more.
0: Okay, let's. Uh, well, you know what, Greg? Hands up. I'm wrong. Yeah. Just sometimes you got to admit it. But I, you know who doesn't want Winnipeg in the finals? Oh. the NHL. <laughs> I do not want Winnipeg in the finals. They're the, they are rooting for Vegas so hard.
1: The uh, the thing uh, I, I was talking with the coworker who's a big hockey fan today, and the thing that I find. Most hilarious is 350 days out of the year, Canada refused to believe that Winnipeg is like a viable city in the country. And then when Winnipeg is the only Canadian city left, all of a sudden everyone is from Western Canada. It drives, me, it drives me bonkers.
0: Uh, and Winnipeg, not a big place. Not that I've been there, but I've looked on Google Maps because I got curious. Not that big.
1: You're saying it's smaller than Atlanta. Oh yeah. I still think it's hilarious that Atlanta has lost two hockey teams to the bustling economies of Calgary and Winnipeg. Ooh,
0: man. What do you think the number one job in Winnipeg is? And we'll post it on Twitter because we'll look after this.
1: You don't think it's hockey player? It's
0: <laughs> Never mind. You answered my question. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's hockey player. A Rangers podcast, you say?
1: Yeah. Uh. Yeah, that's us. Uh,
0: this, there was some interesting news this week in Rangers Town, except there wasn't. And uh, I guess the real question we have to ask is, with the draft coming up, who's who's staying and who's going? And there was a little interested tidbit in the Brooks article this week. It says he has a speculation that Spooner is not in the plans for the Rangers going forward. And is it me, or was that obvious?
1: I don't know if it was obvious. First of all, I'd like to welcome everyone to Conjecture Season. It's our favorite season Yay. of Rangers Hockey. Trying where- to get you ejected? <laughs> It's still too uh, it's too far away from the actual start of the off season and too far removed from the end of the regular season. So now we're just throwing shit at the wall, and we're going to see what we can talk about. Um, with regards to Spooner, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast, and I think we've talked about it before, how if the Rangers are not so much bridge a guy, but if the Rangers are going to let someone go to arbitration and only sign him to a one-year deal, as Brooks mentioned, Spooner really is the guy that makes the most sense, just because he's... He's an imperfect fit, but he. as we talked we talked about this with Dan last week, he seems to be an imperfect fit everywhere. He was an imperfect fit for the Bruins. He's an imperfect fit for the Rangers. He's he's a skilled hockey player, and there's value for him on the trade market. The question is, how much money is this guy going to want in free agency? And the Rangers, I, I don't think the Rangers are married to either Spooner or Nemestikov. and I think that's the best way to go about it because if you're not married to either player, I think the Rangers are going to let the market dictate which one, if they decide to keep either, they will keep. Um, I, I think
0: Vladdy's the big lean there. I, I think that was the prize they wanted. Other than Actually, other than the prospects. like I think that was a good return. There was a player they were looking that they could use in the future with with body.
1: Yeah, and it, of course, you saying that makes it all the more infuriating that some guy named Alain Vino buried him as soon as he came over to the Rangers. And well, I think it's a clear we, just, we just come
0: out and say it. Now he hated Russians. It's really not that hard to... Throw out there, he really hated Russians.
1: Spooner, Spooner, look, let's not let's not mince meat here. Spooner was fantastic when the Rangers acquired him. He had 16 points in 20 games as a New York Ranger. Uh, he seemed to be involved in every offensive rush the Rangers put together when he was on the ice. Uh, as soon as that trade happened, I would say it was an unexpected and noteworthy surprise that he was included in the Rick Nash deal to begin with. I, I, I was not expecting that caliber of player to be coming back in the trade. Uh, I think the Rangers are in a good spot with Spooner. I, I'm going to – know. i I'm not team Spooner. I'm not team Domestikov. I'm team I'm, figure-it-all-out.
0: I'm team what – a team I always am, Greg. You know what team that is? Team value town. Whatever yeah. the highest you I, value you can get for these players is the value – or is the deal and package I want on my team. It's just that yeah. simple.
1: You and I are on the same boat, and we've talked a lot about how a bridge deal would strange. be really silly for a guy like um, – Brady Shea, but that's not us that's saying that the Rangers should extend every restricted free agent they have. For a guy like Ryan Spooner, give him a one-year deal. Let him play in a top-six forward role for your team, and if the Rangers aren't in the mood to be contenders next year, trade him at the deadline for a haul. I'm not saying a, like, a, a Michael Grabner-esque haul. Get another second-round pick. Get another... high low floor high ceiling prospect collecting
0: assets the name of the game ranger fans from now on till now till we're a contender again and we see ourselves as a serious top four team in the league is collect as many assets as possible going forward for whatever you can get if you could flip any player for you think their assets that are more than that player's worth you do it that's just the way this team's going to be rolling. And I, I do think with the exception of just signing John Tavares and going a different direction, that's the way
1: we'll be going. I agree. And Spooner, Spooner is the is the guy that if you're going to sign someone to a one-year deal just to see what you have and just to see what you can do with him for a full season, he's the guy to give a one-year deal to. Um, Nemesnikov, I'm not so sure, would make sense on a one-year deal. and the, But there's also... There's value in signing we, – we talk so much about how long-term contracts obviously are valuable. But there's value in signing a guy also to a one-year deal just because it makes him such a more appetizing asset at, in, in a trade. You're not married to long-term money to a guy. You don't have to make sure it works for multiple years. If a playoff team feels Ryan Spooner can best help their push at the trade deadline, they're going to move an asset for him. And it could be a second-round pick. It could be a prospect. It could be more, depending on the season that he's having.
0: And Nick Holding got a third-round pick. Everybody, just keep thinking <laughs> about that.
1: Uh, it's true. And uh, Pavel
0: Buchnevich was a third-round pick. Also, keep thinking bro. about that. Hello. Oh hey, Hello. what's up with that? Just,
1: yeah, I'm just punching my microphone. Okay, punch Getting all worked up. Punching mics. Uh,
0: yeah, it's. I don't think you need. I don't think. Well, the other part about sooner, to... Greg, is that you know I'm not a stocks guy. I Did okay with crypto, but sure. you want to sell high. And there's no higher time than Ryan Spooner's value is going to be than right now.
1: It would be a calculated risk to keep him and assume that his value is going to keep rising. I, of course, it's possible. Uh, it's 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 an extreme risk that doesn't seem worth the squeeze. I will say the the popular there there were debates. I'm not going to call them arguments. There were debates on Twitter today about who would who would rather you ha- who would you rather have Spooner or Domestikov. Are, are, are you not saying
0: they're arguments because a particular person on Twitter fancy uh was involved in them?
1: <laughs> I'm just saying his words, not mine. Okay, interesting. Uh, this is just this is one debate where I I don't think you need a I don't think you have to choose between the two. I think you just let the market dictate. If the Rangers inherently value Vlad Nemestikov more than Ryan Spooner, sure. It sounds like they do. Uh Larry Brooks it he may he he posed the Spooner question as informed speculation, which is more than you or I will either have. I Nemesnikov does have inherent ability that I don't think Spooner does because he, he just the glimpses we got of Nemestikov was that of a dynamic player who could both slide on center and the wing and create offense on his own. And I think Spooner he he was excellent. In his 20-game stay with the Rangers, but I, I think he relies a little bit more on talent around him than other guys. I think once you have him situated with a line that clicks, he's a guy you definitely want to keep in that middle six and will help you offensively and could help you on the power play. I just I think the Mestikov presents a higher upside, but at the same time, you have to remember the is probably going to cost more money. The Mestikov, I think the... Projections I've seen Nemestikov is going to get somewhere in the neighborhood of 4.4. It's not breaking the bank when you're a team like the Rangers that has over 20 million dollars cap space. Whereas Spooner, even on a one year deal, you're probably looking somewhere between three, 3.2. So I don't know. It, it's it's a fascinating question, and I I I am I can go Spooner over Nemestikov. I can go Nemestikov over Spooner. I could trade both. I could keep both. I'm honestly. Open to any and all roads that the Rangers want to go down in, re- in regards to those two. I personally don't see both coming back. I think it's much, much more likely that both get traded out. But I, I don't think I am so clearly on one bandwagon or the other that I would be upset if one whoever gets traded, I, I I'm cool with keeping the other guy too. Just give me the
0: value! That's all I care about.
1: Yeah, and right now I think the and Spooner's trade value is pretty equal. Uh, maybe Nemestikov has I think a Nemestikov slight is edge. is
0: just a, a more prestigious name. That's I, yeah, I it. think people
1: see the name and they they think more fondly of him than they do Spooner. It's it, it,
0: simply a name thing, and that yeah. as much as we don't want to admit that, that's real. It definitely is.
1: Sure, but I I I think the value I I don't know if you're getting better than a second round pick for either of them.
0: Perhaps not, but you might want to do that.
1: Or you could, again, this is a team that has a a buttload of assets. You could package one of them with a late first. You could patch one of them with one of your seconds. And then you could move up in the draft. You can get an asset, a rosterable asset that you have your eyes on. They could be part of, say, a package for an Oscar Clifbomb. I don't know. There are a lot of options. Again, this is going to be a theme throughout the entire offseason. The first time in a long time, the Rangers have a shitload of options.
0: It's weird having options. It's it's, we-
1: it's incredible.
0: It's weird being like, wow, we can actually make moves. Despite, right. like, by, by the way, despite having Brandon Smith and Steve Kamper signed still on this roster.
1: Ugh. I'm not thinking about Kamper.
0: I still can't believe it was two years. Remember when you told me it was two years and yeah. I didn't believe you?
1: Because <laughs> why <laughs> would it be two, it like, it be two years? I was like, wait a
0: second. I follow this team. There's no chance we signed him for two years.
1: It's all right. Sports, He'll be exposed to maybe. Hopefully Steve someone will... Pick him up or something. I don't would care. Do that, I'm not I am not imagining Steve Camford even being the seventh defenseman on the New York Rangers next he better, year. I just don't care about
0: him. He better not be. I, I he's he's just not good. Steve, love you, buddy. No, I don't. I take it back. No, I don't. I no. Don't. That's that
1: that's a that's a big word to use. Steve is a person that once played hockey and that's how I'm gonna remember him.
0: You're a person that played hockey from that I watched once. Sure. I watched once in person.
1: You made some mistakes.
0: Anyway, uh that's okay. You made your money. Could have been better. Let's talk about Hendrik Lundqvist and how he said, I would love to have John Tavares on this team. Thanks, Hank.
1: <laughs> Breaking news. Uh, star goaltender wants star offensive player to play with him. I
0: love that. That was like a big article going around uh, the Rangers media sphere for like a day or two. It was like, guys, Henrik Lundqvist would like to have one of the best players in the league on the team because and- he, he feels like he's near the end of his career and he wants to win. Oh, my God.
1: It would have been a story if Hank said, nah, fuck that guy. Like <laughs> yeah. then, then you have a story. That's if a Hank real had story. some deep-seated hate for John Tavares, that would have been both such a turn for Henrik Lundqvist, the media figure, and for our opinion of John. If Hank said, fuck John Tavares, how, how would you and I react? I'd be like, I guess Hank has spoken.
0: I guess that's it. We're not going for him.
1: <laughs> we, remember we remember that great James pitch? like a lot more.
0: Remember that pitch that Greg made on the podcast? We take it back. <laughs> that was it.
1: That pitch was actually for uh, the San Jose Sharks.
0: Oh yes, that's exactly who it was. I still think yes. we're in the Tavares running. We'll see.
1: I think it's. I think it comes down to us, the Sharks. I don't understand why the Devils wouldn't be involved. I. I, and, uh, I don't know about the Islanders. I, I feel like every passing day that goes by, the Islanders become less and less likely for no reason whatsoever. Maybe it's just because. The fan base is starting to talk themselves into a life without John Tavares, and it it just floods our Twitter timeline. So the more negative the fans seem to be, the more positive I seem to be about him leaving. But it's also just listening to other more knowledgeable media people talk about John Tavares. It certainly sounds like this is a guy who not only wants to test free agency, but doesn't have a burning desire to return to Long Island.
0: I think, well, I mean, if you were just tortured for eight years, right? Stick with me. You were tortured the entire time of your your, your greatness. You had an MVP season, maybe two. And uh, you really, the pieces weren't really, really ever put around you. You've seen players kind of get dicked up and down around you the entire time. Players you thought were good that you'd want to keep around, they were not signed. And you've never given really any help. And you didn't really make a really deep playoff push or run. And you never got a goalie. I could see why you'd want to leave.
1: Yeah, that's that's the thing with the Islanders. They've they've given John help, but it feels like they always give him one of the three things they always need. You need a score to play with John Tavares. They go out and trade for Jordan Eberle, but they don't address the goaltending and they pretty much ignore the defensive structure. Um, and it's just stuff like that that they seem to do every year. With Tavares, they almost it feels like from someone who doesn't watch the Islanders on a nightly basis. It feels like the Islanders always thought Tavares would be able to carry them wherever they wanted to go, and he he tried. Oh, he, he did everything he could. Well, but also they just didn't more, build a team around him.
0: One more thing, Greg. You know the Islanders are top, bottom two in attendance, which is insane because well, they play in Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, no one wants to go to Barclays though.
0: I know. Obviously, also, the I'll Islanders fan base
1: is not in Brooklyn.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, in Nassau County.
1: Yeah, the, the Islanders fan base is where it used to be. It's just the arena was old as shit and they didn't want to upgrade it. So instead they left and then the upgraded arena is now nicer than Barclays, but it doesn't seat enough people for them. So they have to build their own home. They left looking for a home without a plan to find one. That That is an organizational flaw we don't have to ever worry about because we play at Madison Square Garden even though Penn Station is such a shithole that Madison Square Garden should be moved. Uh, it never will because... New York. Um,
0: that's another conversation that we'll have one day. Yeah.
1: But no, it the, the attendance thing is because Islander fans and it's easy to say, oh well, you know, it, well, how hard is it to really get to Brooklyn from Long Island? Have you ever traveled on the Long Island Railroad? Oh, uh, yeah, it's I have. Shitty. A lot. It's shitty. Yeah, it's shitty. It's it's it, it it might as well be in New Jersey or Somewhere further away than New Jersey from Long Island that it's, I am blanking on.
0: I've been on trains in Germany, and let me tell you, we suck at trains. We're yeah. fucking terrible at trains.
1: Long Island Railroad is miserable. And correct me if I'm wrong, is there even – there has to be a Long Island Railroad stop right at Barclays, right?
0: Uh, there is, You have, but you have to transfer – from the Babylon line, from where I take it, you have to transfer at Jamaica to go to Barclays. So you can't just go – straight like, like on the Babylon line, you go straight to Penn. You have to transfer. So people get scared about that people don't
3: and like pen sucks
0: and Penn so, is uh, I, have, I have a lot because i go to yeah, i don't
1: games. i don't blame i don't blame the islanders one well i blame them a little bit because it's their fault that they went to barclays in the first place i don't blame islander fans for not wanting to go to barclays that's what i'm trying to say can i just a quick aside I,
0: uh, I'm doing another podcast now, not to plug it, but it's, it's That's really, nerdy. it's really nerdy and about something no one cares about. And I won't even talk about this anymore. Oh, you're doing a Mets podcast. I am. I'm actually doing a, a, a podcast about a team, the Wilpon zone. Interesting. Remember,
1: uh, remember when life was good and I was talking to big yeah, game. about I do. I, uh, can
0: I post, can I please post what happened in our private group one day? <laughs> um, Greg posted, everyone has to accept that the Mets are the best team And that we're just going to have to live with that. And our friend Matt commented right below and immediately was like, I'm going to screenshot this for three weeks later. And then you posted the Mets are garbage fire and the exact, or or the uh, equivalent to Yadier Molina's nuts getting ripped off. No, 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 no.
1: If you're going to say it, you have to say it correctly. I said the New York Mets are Yadier Molina's nutsack, lifeless and useless. Oh my
0: God, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) And then our friend Matt posted that exact screenshot uh, below. I'm going to post that tomorrow on our Twitter. So you'll retweet it. Um, and, uh, I forgot. About, oh, I was, oh yeah. Somebody was listening to my new, the new podcast and he's an Islander fan. Cause I talked about this show on it. And he was like, yeah, man, you should just be an Islander fan. I was like, do you know that I host a Rangers podcast for three years, man? It's super easy to check my history. I just talked about how I was doing this. Cause I was talking about how it's so easy to have access to these esports players. Whereas MSG will never let us talk to anybody.
1: But it's not just that. It's any hockey team. Oh, hockey team I, I, that makes said, access easy.
0: I said the NHL in general, uh, but I was yeah. using MSG as an example.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Why are you parking so close to my car, guy? It's a completely – oh, thank you, friend. <laughs> um, oh, no. He's just going I, to – anyway. This has
0: been social commentary with Greg.
1: Anyway, it's just ridiculous. The, the parking lot – I don't want to get into it, Ryan. Um, yeah, no. The, we, how many times are we going to talk about how the NHL and the MLB have marketing issues?
0: Uh, well, uh, the MLB definitely has marketing
1: issues. Yeah, we've gone. I mean, the situation. NHL's more obvious than the MLB.
0: Oh yeah, it's way obvious. Could you just put Mike Trout on the weather channel every single day. That's all I ask. Oh, just do
1: anything with Mike Trout. The fact that Mike Trout isn't on TV right now at six thirty-four p.m. Eastern Time, like Mike Trout should just be on Sports Center every night.
0: The best thing the, that the, the, the Angels,
1: Angels aren't playing the, until ten.
0: Put him on the six. The best thing the Angels have done. Uh, with Mike Trout in the last like three months, is they had that Mike Trout weather report, and they're like, he's like, it's kind of hot, <laughs> and then like it just like, cut out. It was the best thing. You need to market that fucking guy. All right. Um. It's, it's any other cool. Ranger news we have to talk about? I think we missed. Did we missed something. I feel like we did.
1: Um. I'm
0: looking I mean, right now. I don't think so though.
1: We're. I still like that we're living in a world where we're talking about Kovalchuk as a possibility and not oh an inevitability. God. Yeah.
0: Everyone on the fucking Reddit is like, you know, but what if you know Kovalchuk? He might not come. He's it's signed. Like it's over. Guys.
1: It's it's done, and Easy. it's a good. It's it, two years is the perfect amount of time to have Yaroslav Uh The one thing we didn't talk about Brooks. I first of all the Brooksy Revolution this year. Welcome phenomenal. back,
0: Brooks. Welcome back. I
1: I am dying to get him on a podcast just to just to talk to him. He seems like a. Do you he think seems we like could the get Brooks? I feel like he's kind of obtainable. Bar. I feel like he's the perfect guy to sit down at a bar with and just let him talk about whatever he wants to talk about and just react to it.
0: That's exactly it. That's a great night, a great night with Brooks. Uh, how can we reach out to Brooks? Does anybody know Larry Brooks? Let us know.
1: We'll find we'll find an email address for him somewhere. Um, but Brooks, Brooks got uh, on his. I'm, I'm not going to say high horse because high horse has a bad connotation to it. Brooks, Brooks basically said, Look, if you're wasting time worrying about how long this rebuild is actually going to be, you're wait, you're you're an idiot. And it, it just warmed my heart. Oh, because it's a, how many times it's how many a, times have we talked about it?
0: It's a rebuild. Not a retool, that the
1: is it though? Yeah, who, well, this who, is where we. Why, why have this conversation? Who cares? Okay. Like, see how the see how the off season plays out. The off season will determine how long this rebuild is. You and I talking about it doesn't make any sense because it could be a it's, rebuild or the Rangers could be competitive. It's on a opening very night.
0: simple math equation. Did John Tavares sign? It's a retool. Did he not? It's probably a rebuild.
1: Or if they trade, if the Rangers. Resign Hayes, resign Shea, trade for a high-end defenseman. It could be one of those years where it wasn't a complete rebuild. The Rangers might make the playoffs next year. They might not. But at the same time, we're not going to call this a long-term rebuild. It, P- Brooks's point is exactly this: it's not up to us to determine how long this shit is going to take. Gorton is going to tell us how long it's going to take by his actions this offseason. If the Rangers strip everything down, which I highly doubt they will, then yeah, we're talking multiple years. Or the Rangers could just. Fill around the edges a little bit this year, leave openings for the young guys, and take a big swing in it next year. That's I, also a possibility.
0: I think they're going to try and take a swing, as you know. But uh, I, I think
1: it, it's the Rangers. It's the Rangers with twenty plus million dollars in cap space and, and, and only restricted free agents to worry about resigning.
0: When I when Dan Larose got very nicely took me to uh, season ticket holder day. They were on the mic pretty much all day, like, this team's going to be back. We're coming back. We're not giving well, up. Of course, I say up. That
1: they need you to buy more money. Of
0: course. Buy more, spend money. more money. Get buy buy more, money. more money.
1: Buy more money. That's basically how uh, I imagine cryptocurrencies work.
0: Buy. That's, oh, yeah. that's, really, that's a really good slogan for crypto.
1: Buy, buy more money.
0: Buy more money. All right. So you wanted... no
1: one's doing it anymore. That was a fun two months for you in cryptocurrency, huh?
0: I did really well. Just yeah. sure. I did.
1: I'm happy I sat out.
0: Okay. I, I did really well. That's all I'm saying. Um, I will not talk about that further. Let's go talk to your mother.
1: <laughs> uh, it's gonna be terrible. So
0: just a preface, uh, a preface to this. Preface, a yeah. Preface. Just a preface. Yeah. Why did my brain do that? That was weird. That's <laughs> um, okay. The
1: one person who butches the English language worse than you is gonna be my mother.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Um, I've never spoken to your mom. This one, mm. I, I don't. I don't even know if she knows that I'll be on the phone call.
1: No, I think uh, I've talked about Ryan's in my life before and I guarantee that she's never figured out there are multiple of you.
0: Okay, so she thinks that you're going to my bachelor party in Montreal.
1: She, as uh, you're, we're going to learn a lot of things about my mom here. I've explained to my mom multiple times, one, what a podcast is, and two, that Memorial Day weekend, I have a bachelor party. Yeah. But she always thinks, one, this podcast that we do is just a phone call between you and me. And two, this bachelor party is actually a wedding. Like she, it, it doesn't, for whatever reason, it just doesn't, it doesn't sink in. It doesn't get there. Okay. I'm very excited to bring my mom in this
0: pocket. All right. I don't know what to expect. Uh, is there anything off limits I shouldn't ask?
1: Uh No, I, I, I have no boundaries with this
0: one. I'm going to talk about the cake and you being arrested. So here we go.
1: <laughs> All right, her, I want to hear her and her side of the, uh or as Jeff calls it, the Greg got a stern warning from the police.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, me too. All right. <laughs> here we go. Transition to mobs. Hello, mother. Hi, sweetheart. Oh.
1: <laughs> Hi, <laughs> Mrs. Kathleen, How is are Ryan. you? I don't think you've met
0: Ryan. No, we have not had the pleasure to oh, meet. Oh it's... no, we haven't. No, How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, you are Greg's mom, which is must be a hard thing to do.
3: <laughs> oh no! Why no? He's. She's my son. How how would that make that difficult?
1: What? <laughs> are you serious? Uh, Maya, you, don't have to, you don't have to lie. Yeah, why you
0: lie to me? It's right away. Wait
3: a second. Wait a second. Ryan, quick,
0: yeah.
3: oh, Stop. Gregory, you did tell Ryan you're my only son. Uh,
1: I've told Ryan I'm your favorite child. Forget the only I, son. I you. knew the favorite okay. child thing. Yeah, I did know that.
3: Okay. Okay. All right. So
1: listen, what are you guys up to? Why is it that uh, you're having a telephone conversation with mothers? That's a great question. Uh, Greg, would you like to do that one? <laughs> well, we, we thought it's the off-season. There's not a whole lot to talk about. And with yesterday being Mother's Day, we thought we'd, uh, appreciate we'd be moms. good sons and we'd open up the floor to you to tell embarrassing stories about us.
0: Or, you know, just, just appreciate moms in general. Because, you know, you deserve to be appreciated. Okay. All right, so <laughs>
3: let me... Let me me understand this. You are are Gregory's
0: friend, correct? I wasn't Gregory's friend one time. Um, There was a long time where I was not Gregory's friend. And then I've become closer to Greg than you could ever imagine in the past three years. Greg and I talk every day. And I know that seems like a lie, but it is not.
3: There you, there you go. That is a surprise. I didn't think there was anybody on the planet that Gregory talked to every day.
1: Every day. Yeah, Greg Ryan, and I Ryan just threw me completely under the bus because I definitely call my mom like once every two weeks.
0: <laughs> well, we text every day. It's not like we physically speak. We, we talk once a week for sure, at least for two hours um, it, during some weird podcast we do. But we, we do talk every
1: day. Now, this oh, is.
3: Okay. The, well, mom, listen, what, do,
1: what do you think a podcast is? I'm dying to know.
3: I have no idea. That's why I'm asked starting to ask these questions. I'm still trying to figure out what it is that we're doing as a group here. Does it have something to do with journalism? Does it have something to do with radio? Is it is it one of your is it one of your blogs? I mean what what is it?
0: <laughs> well, um, you actually just hit it all on the head. It's a journalism radio blog. And I know that okay, sounds then absolutely then you- ridiculous, but that's exactly what it is. Um, I I'll be honest with you. I'm shocked that Greg hasn't tried to tell you more about this, because I don't know if you know this. It's rather successful.
3: <laughs> well, no, Gregory told me that he was in a he was in a um business with you, but I just didn't under I didn't get all the details of what was what the enterprise was. That's the part. Uh, it's... The only part that I, the only part that I was aware of was. Um, when it came to asking me questions about our accountant, then I knew it was a business.
1: <laughs> did, yeah, I felt like that was probably the easiest way to leave it
0: too. We We did the taxes, yeah. So uh, pretty much, just to fill you in real quick, we started a show about the hockey team, the New York Rangers, like two and a half years ago. We didn't think anyone would listen, and people do, which is insane. But-
3: well, oh, actually, no, that doesn't surprise me, because I have to tell you, Gregory's probably been on a podium since he's five years old. He's, he's used to trying to be the center of attention and to get everybody to listen and follow him. So <laughs> it's, He does uh, a great that job. It
0: doesn't
3: surprise me. not uh... surprise me.
0: <laughs> what, Was Greg giving monologues when he was, like, a child? Like, would he come to the kitchen, he'd be, like, 10 years old, sit down for dinner, and just talk about the Mets rotation for 20 minutes?
3: Okay, I have to ask you, I really, actually, Gregory was reading the New York Times when he was five years old, because, and the reason he learned how to read was so that he could understand the, the play, what are the scores called? The box, box score. score. Yes, that was very important to Gregory, so he learned how to read early. He's the only child I know that actually searched for the New York Times every day.
0: The Mets, the Mets were really, uh, ingrained in him very early. <laughs> Like oh, it, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and nothing's oh, changed.
3: No. no, all sports, not just the mess. I mean, all sports. I mean, Gregory is a walking encyclopedia when it comes to sports.
1: Boy, do I My know. mom would often, uh, my mom and my dad, I should say, would often tell me if I cared about education as much as I do about sports, I'd be a great student.
0: You would be a great oh, doctor.
3: No, no. Oh, no, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You were followed in the footsteps. Well, oh, absolutely.
0: That's a great transition because I have to ask you about this. Um, You're—I ob- know you're a doctor, as that's what I've been told. Now Gregory's obviously—that's no, my husband. Well... My
3: husband's the doctor.
1: Okay. Mom, mom's the nurse.
0: Okay, but you're both in medical. Okay, that—that that we could we can clear that up. Now, there's plenty of times where Greg is sick, dying, or has a broken hamstring and does not call you. Is there a reason for that? No, actually,
3: I—I I have to probably back that up a little bit. My kids actually all have a pretty good tolerance for pain. Okay, so the bottom line is they really have to be dying to call me. It really but, has to be something that really limits them. They're not going to call me. You're talking to the child that had a perfect attendance for most of elementary school.
1: That, right? that was not by choice. You made me go to school. <laughs> right. I wanted to stay home. <laughs> but – uh the, ha- the hamstring I was dying. I think I called you, like, crying in the car.
3: Yeah, no, you did call us for that. So, I no, Ryan, he calls us if he has a medical problem that warrants attention. Okay. But, no. Ryan, leave got- that where it
1: is. Don't even try to uh, <laughs> go further in. I'm leaving that yeah. right there.
3: Yeah, no, he's not going to call me in line. I, he's right. I, I, I don't have any sympathy for that.
1: No, I, I call asking for pills. That's usually what I call asking for. Yeah, that makes
3: that makes usually, sense. Well, no, actually, in all fairness, that is true, but that needs to be clarified. The the thing is, when he's saying he's asking for pills, he called me when he had strep throat. He's he's right. He needed an antibiotic. <laughs> no, he's right. He's right. He he calls me when he knows that you know the treatment of choice is something that he can't get by himself. That's true.
0: There's uh there's two things I want to clarify. Greg has told a lot of stories on this podcast about his childhood and there's there's two quick ones I want to just throw at you. Uh and speaking of throwing, one of them was that uh Greg, do you want do you want to rephrase this so I don't unphrase about throwing a cake?
1: Yeah, I just I've told Ryan and multiple people multiple times about the incident where you and I got in a fight on my birthday and you frisbeed my cake off the deck.
3: That's true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what I wanna I wanna I don't know if I've ever heard the story from your perspective. I wanna hear the story from your perspective.
3: Okay, Ryan this is what happened. Okay, I've read it. i, I am ready. I it was Gregory's birthday. Okay. I actually had to work. So I got home from work. Of course, since I worked all day, I ended up buying him an ice cream cake because the bottom line was obviously I wasn't home all day. I wasn't gonna bake a cake because mm-hmm. I was you know, I worked all day. So I went outside, the dog, or the dog, I don't know what it was, something caught my attention. I walked outside, and our patio, well, not our patio, our deck off the house was second story, okay? Mm -hmm. So I walked out the slider, I go out the slider, and Gregory thinks he's funny, he locks me outside. Oh, Greg. Okay. I'm tired, I've worked all day, I haven't taken my clothes off yet from work, I needed to pee, and he locks me outside. All right. (laughs) Fine. Now, don't get me wrong. There was a way to get in the house. I could have walked down a flight and a half of stairs, gone in through the garage, walked back up a flight of stairs, and let myself in. I could have, but I didn't. What I did was I was having a conversation with a child who decided he was going to be funny, and it was hilarious that I was stuck outside. Well, it was so hilarious that after about the fifth request of asking him to let me in with threatening him with bodily harm and that he was not going to be breathing when I did get in. This is perfect. He finally let me in the house. When I got in the house, I was so angry. I'm not a physical person, okay? Maybe another mother would have spanked him or another mother would have slapped him. I I don't know what other people do. I'm not physical. Mm -hmm. No. my way of getting even with Gregory was through his stomach. I took that cake and I swung it into <laughs> the.
0: <laughs> did did Greg, and did Greg cry on the spot?
3: He didn't cry, but I mean, he he was justifiably upset. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, really, he was shocked. Yeah, to be honest with you, I think I shot the pants off of them. I think that was all going to be.
0: I that was an expert move on your part. I there no better move than there was right there.
3: I told them. I said you shouldn't have locked me outside. That's what I told them. I said if you wanted a case, you, I, I threatened him. I told him. I said when I get in the house, you have no idea. I am so angry. I told him. I said. I, 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 I said
1: your you. your your famous words were now I feel better.
3: <laughs> I did! That's what I said to him! I swallocated and I went in the house, and I said I feel better! And I went upstairs, changed my clothes, and I'm a I felt better! Yes! That's I I'm, said that!
0: That's a great story. There's yeah. actually one more story I want to clarify. That Greg tells me this story about how he was working at this particular store that had- He had a very mean and angry boss who he went and oh, fought-
3: God, yeah.
0: Yep. He went to go fight and get yeah. his money, but Greg said he got arrested. But it sounded like he got scolded by the cops. Do you think he was arrested? We got arrested. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. Because well the way Greg said it, it it, it sounded like they were like gave him a warning. No, we got arrested.
3: We we actually had to go to court. The guy actually called the cops and told the cops we were trespassing.
1: Oh my god. Alright, Greg. And I, then I, I have... mom mom mom, you always leave out the part whose idea was it to stay in the store once we call he called the cops?
3: Well, no, to be honest with you. How can you get, I, I didn't really even think it was possible that you could get arrested for trespassing in a public place that's a store. How do you get arrested in a store?
0: It's because okay. it's, 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 cause it's private.
3: <laughs> Cause but, you know, but the guy, he did, he called the cops and the cops and actually, you know, Greg and I were going to leave anyways. But because the guy, you know, he refused to pay him. Now the upshot, upside of the story. Okay, the low life person. I don't know if he still owns the store because who knows. But I, I just assume opposite,
1: he's dead. It's fine.
3: Okay, the upside, the upside of it is that because you know the guy did that to me. See, I'm I'm kind of like uh, you don't want to. I guess you really don't want to piss me off. Okay, I'll get. I will get even. <laughs> I, okay, I tell. Case, Okay, I will get even. So what I did was. I telephoned the Labor Department. They told me since uh, Gregory was owed back uh, wages, they asked me for detailed information. I got them all the information. I filled out all the paperwork for Gregory. All Gregory had to do was sign it. I sent it, I overnighted it to this lady and Gregory ended up getting paid for that job. And that guy ended up having to pay taxes on money not only for Gregory, But they had another employee that they were paying under the book. New York State frowned upon that. You're supposed to pay taxes, okay? New York State likes getting their money. So the guy actually got a violation, and he actually had to pay a fine. So with all said and done, yes, it wasn't a wonderful experience for Gregory. He ended up doing a little community service at the hospital, which was greatly appreciated. And the bottom line was the guy got mud for being a jerk. He should have just paid my son.
1: I've just okay, well, my mom older. also leaves out the part where she too had to serve community service, but the only place in Cooperstown you can serve community service is the hospital. And, she and since she work worked there. there, she didn't have to do anything.
0: <laughs> well that's that's great to know. <laughs>
3: You know, but, they, yeah, but see, that's the difference, though. I mean, nothing would have been gained. I mean, if they had me do community service, I mean, you know, I mean, I work in the recovery room. I mean, they can't they can't tell the hospital that all of a sudden one of their charge nurses isn't working anymore.
1: <laughs> well, you, know, well,
3: I mean, you also, you also felt so guilty did.
1: that you actually did volunteer at the library for a week.
3: I did. I volunteered. Yes, I did. And I had one week of those people and realized I could not. I was so glad I didn't have to do any community service.
1: <laughs> with- so, the moral of the story, Ryan, is if, uh, if you want to get arrested, just be a nurse. You won't have to do community service.
0: Uh, now I know. I got to change careers. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, you have to go to school, though, Ryan. Uh, see, I did that <laughs> with your son, and that's how we met each other, but we both got degrees we don't use. So, that's fun. I use
1: my degree a little.
0: Okay. That's loose. <laughs> I said a little. I didn't say a lot. I used my degree a little too.
3: Uh no, but I can get it tomorrow. Yeah, but actually, that's not really. Actually, communication is one of those type degrees that you can make it work in almost any occupation. That's what I they. Mean, that's what they told it, me
0: about psychology. That's what I do. But I don't. I don't do psychology well, at all.
3: Yeah, but I mean, you. But you use some of the things that you learned. I mean, there's a lot of things that you learn in various degrees that, you know, at the time, you think they're worthless, but you realize that you've picked up some, you know, some really good um, interviewing skills. I mean, look at it. That's how I look at it. I, to me, going to work every day was a learning experience. Every day, I learned something because my patients were such a diverse population. I always learned some tidbit about something that I would have never been exposed to if I didn't take care of my patients. Greg so, Greg, my, what's the one thing you've learned
0: in the past 2 months at your
1: job? Um I'm not you, we're not we don't get political on this podcast, right?
0: We don't get political. That's right. We don't do that.
1: Uh, mom, most embarrassing story you're willing to share with Ryan about me.
3: Most embarrassing story? You mean,
1: oh, where you embarrassed me? Oh, <laughs> just just one 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 or two you think Ryan's really going to like. Okay. One's fine.
0: What? what? One is fine. Whatever you want to tell, doesn't bother. Okay. Doesn't bother me.
3: When Gregory. I don't know if Gregory's gonna like this one. Oh. <laughs> when Gregory was very, very young. Okay, we're talking like two, two and a half. He was very young. Okay, but Gregory's always been very verbal. I mean, he's always had a great really? vocabulary. So mm-hmm. he, even when he was young, he could. He usually spoke pretty well. I mean, some of his words were babyish, but he got his point across. Nothing's okay? changed. All right. All right, my mother's visiting. Okay, <laughs> mother's visiting.
1: I know this story. This is great.
3: Okay, <laughs> she decides she's gonna take them. She's gonna take them to the movies. I'm at work. Now I think it was the movies. It was either the supermarket or the movies. I think it was the movies. So anyway, she took him to the movies. So he apparently had to go to the bathroom, and instead of saying to my mother that he had a full bladder or a big bladder. No, that's Freddie. Stop. Okay. If you're gonna, if you're gonna talk, then talk. Okay. So anyway, but what he said instead of telling her he had a full bladder, he said to, in, and in the movie theater, in his unfortunately loud little boy voice. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and for everyone to hear around him. Okay. Yeah. He says to Grandma. I have to go to the bathroom. I have a very big
0: penis. <laughs> uh, this has been perfect. There's, there's nothing better than what just happened.
1: No, nothing's changed. I still, I still yell that in very crowded places. It's true. I've been with them. Honestly,
3: honestly, my poor mother, she said she she I she sat there for a minute and then just said, Okay, let's go to the bathroom. Yeah. You know? But i have to tell you, my mother's a good sport. If it had been my mother in law, she would have been mortified. <laughs> okay? <laughs> okay. But my mother did, my mother took it well.
1: I uh, mom, I'm not I'm not gonna lie, Mom, I thought you were gonna tell Ryan the story about when I called the cops.
3: Oh, that one? Oh, you want me to tell him that one? And we're okay. here. You can't just
0: cliffhanger us.
3: Okay. All right. My mother's visiting again. She, right. she, she,
1: my, my, my grandma brought out the worst to me. It's basically what uh, this is all going to tell us.
3: My, my This is funny. Okay. I picked Gregory up at nursery school. All right. We get in the car. All right. We're driving home from nursery school. My, he's in his car seat. My mother, you know, he's he's little. Again, he's like two and a half. He's little. Two and a half, three. He's a baby. His party. I'm driving this. Okay, I never swear in the car. I always call people when the children were little, I always called them stupid things like, oh, what a toad, what a jerk. You know, I always called them names, but I never swore in front of them. So, okay, so I'm I'm saying he's a toad, he's a jerk, he's carrying on. So, unfortunately, I emphasized it. What I said was, where's a cop when you need one? That's stupid guy cut me off. I just slam on the brakes. I quick tried to turn to get out of his way because he turned in front of me. I was so aggravated. And I turn, you know, I turn around. Gregory's fine. I'm fine. Everybody's fine. Okay. Mom's fine. We get home. We get in the house. Of course, I'm still talking about the jerk, right? So I'm saying, what a jerk. Where do these people, how come they drive? They, you know, they, people are trying to kill people. Blah, 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 blah. Where's the cop? You know, blah, blah, blah. All right, I'm in the kitchen. I put up the water for tea. I'm getting my mother something to drink. I'm getting Gregory a drink, and the telephone rings. And I think, huh, okay. So you know, I answer the phone. Deep voice, baritone. This guy said, Um, "Is this you know? Is this uh, some da da da?" I said, "Yes." You know, I am the you know homeowner. You know. Uh, he says, this is officer, blah, 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 blah. And he starts to tell me who he is. And I'm like, Gone, what the heck is going on? He said, do you have a young child? I said, well, of course I do. I said, of course I do. He said, do you know that he just dialed 911 and said that you had an emergency at this phone number and hung up the phone? <laughs> I said, oh. I said, oh. I said, oh, oh. I am so sorry. I said, you know, I said, there's a really logical explanation for this. And I start to tell him. The guy goes, do you or do you not have an emergency? I said, no, officer, I do not. Okay, goodbye. Click. (laughs) All right. I stood there for like 30 seconds with my mouth open. Okay. At first, I'm thinking to myself, what do I tell Gregory? Do I tell Gregory he's in trouble for calling 911? Or do I (laughs) laugh about this? or Or do I ignore this? I thought about you know I didn't say anything immediately. Then I thought about it and I said to myself, you know what? If I'm ever on the floor, the the kid will call nine one one. I cannot be you know I cannot correct this behavior. So I said to Gregory, I said, "Honey, did you call the police?" Well, yes, that man cut you off and you said you needed a policeman. I said, "Yeah." I said, "I did say that, didn't I?" I said, "My my you, grandma she, nearly
1: died." <laughs> oh, she, I, I think. She was, she might not
3: she have was, stopped she laughing. Was, she was she peeing her pants. She <laughs> was just terrible. Oh, my God. And she said to me, are you going to reprimand him? I said, you know, I really can't. I said, because you know what? I, I was the one that told him to do that. I said, you know, I really, I told him to do that. I mean, basically, here I am in the car repeating myself, saying, oh, where's the cop when I need one? Boy, I wish there was a cop here. I mean, I must have said it, like, four times.
1: I, you know, so, I so, think the, uh, what we what we learned from this mom is anything I do, it's definitely your fault.
3: Oh, definitely. What do you mean? I get blamed for everything. <laughs> what do you mean? Definitely my fault. Uh, it has nothing to do with my fault. It's just that uh, all my children blame me for everything that happens in their lives, regardless. Oh, here we go. I just, here like, we go. <laughs> all right. Oh, Just God. remember one thing, Ryan. Yes. That I am the first to take credit for every single accomplishment my children have. I take great. And, pride and Greg has accomplished so TV.
0: much, like still being alive, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: oh, no. no, no I think yeah. <laughs> the Come
0: on, Ryan. We do the show together. Mm-hmm. We're, we're great. He's made a great friend group. He has good relationships, and he works very hard. There you go. There you go. I I see. what like you do too. I we we Greg and I have accomplished the exact same amount of nothing. <laughs> so, so
1: it's uh, well, so we're very well, similar. We'll accomplish we'll accomplish stuff in Montreal. I'm going to Montreal with Ryan. I, I will be there. Yes. Um,
3: okay. Well, you guys enjoy yourself. We you will. Guys have a good time, Mrs. And really, uh, you know, you just you have to remember that whatever you. I told my kids this forever. Whatever you do with a living for a job or whatever. You have to love it. Otherwise you just can't do it.
0: That's why we do the show. Um Mrs there you go. Mrs. Kaplan, before you go, um, uh, do you have any particular questions for us about the show or for me or anything? If not, we could just end it right here.
3: So you guys just really do you do sports. You guys follow sports and you it's like a blog. You just have a, a following that, that follows and listens to you guys as you kinda like Do a sports broadcast.
0: We talk about the Rangers for about 20 to 25 minutes, and then for the rest of the hour, we don't really talk about the Rangers, and people still listen. That's exactly what happens.
1: I'd say people were more excited hearing that our moms were coming on the podcast than they were about whatever we have to say about the Rangers.
0: Yep.
3: Ah, uh, well, I hope Ryan's mom had as much as fun as I did. I she's, think you guys are She's Ryan.
0: coming on next, so that'll be a fun oh, time.
3: You tell her, okay, you tell her, have a wonderful
0: evening. I and will. I hope
3: she had a wonderful Mother's
0: Day. I will tell her that. Thank you so much for coming on. Okay. I really appreciate yep. it. Okay, talk to you. Bye. Talk to you Bye. soon. Bye. I'm still
1: recording. And there
0: she goes. I'm still recording, just so oh, you know. i okay. We're gonna, I'm, I'm going to transition into my mother right now. All right. Um, that was a fucking trip. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: I honestly forgot about the big penis story. I'm really uh, happy she brought I, that up.
0: That's incredible, and something that will definitely be said on this podcast again. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go get my mom set up on this. I'm gonna give her a call and tell her what to do to how to call in this, and then we're gonna go for that. So transition to mom number two. Uh, I cannot believe that just happened. Here we go. Hey, we're back with my mom. We just had Greg's mom on. Mom, Mrs. Mrs. Mommy. That was weird. Mom, say
2: hello. <laughs> hi, everybody out there. Yes. Hi, Ryan. Hi, hi, Greg.
0: Hi, you. You've spoken to Greg one time before.
2: Maybe. Maybe. Yes, we yeah, met. We met. We, before, we at met at, your, at your birthday parties.
1: Greg, Greg. Greg no, we met. No, that's It was very quickly before you know, you know, uh, Ryan. You should come to the, come to
2: the birthday parties because they're awesome. Yeah. Well. Oh, Gre- okay. I...
1: Yeah. It was. It was. It was the. It then, was the meetup s- game.
0: Oh, yes, yes. We got, you got to oh, meet there. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he stayed over. We um, used to come
2: to the birthday parties. They're fun. Okay. He was invited. I never, I
0: never get invited. He was definitely invited. Um, I talked <laughs> I'm to inviting
2: guy. you now. See, this is why you should have me as your co-host. I would have you at all the parties. Oh, my God.
0: Oh. <laughs> the, sh- the shit on already. Thanks, Mom. Um, <laughs> glad to have you on. So, uh, you know, we're doing a special Mom's Day episode, and then uh, in June, we'll do a Dad Day episode. Your thoughts on that?
2: I have thoughts on that. I guess, uh, Greg's dad could be there doing all the talking, and then you would just sit there with cricket sounds in the background when you ask your father questions?
0: <laughs> uh, ser- serious question. What do you think would happen if I called dad? Uh, or dad, dad. I was like, I would be like, Dad, it's your son. He'd be like, who?
2: He'd be like, who? And then he would cry, and then he would hang up, and then he would get high. <laughs>
0: Oh, this is going swimmingly um you know we want to spend some time uh, appreciating our mothers you know usually what people do is they post these long sonnets on social media but we decided to bring our moms on on our podcast uh um, i think
1: i think all right is better like who, a picture tells a thousand words i'd rather my mom just say a thousand words right yeah and we can. i could talk forever yeah that's
0: true um uh greg do you want to ask any questions in particular you want to start there i
1: have a lot okay uh, after you gregory first... First, first and foremost, how exactly have you tolerated that for twenty eight years?
2: Well, because I'm exactly like him.
1: <laughs> Ouch! Yeah,
0: it's um, <laughs> you know, it's easy to deal uh, with yourself if you, if you like yourself, and we happen to the Mead family happens to have some self confidence.
1: And we're very
2: we're very sarcastic people. I don't know uh, noticed that about us, no, Ryan? No, what? <laughs>
1: that doesn't sound right. <laughs> um. Oh man, there's so there's so many. I'm trying to think of which ones are appropriate and which ones aren't. Oh, they're um, all
2: appropriate, even if they're not. The the inappropriate ones would probably be the better way to go.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. okay, well, I know I know that our mutual friends are going to listen to this, so let let's let's start a fight right here. Uh, who's your favorite Ryan friend? Oh
0: my god! <laughs> this is good. Artist, artist, our dog. Oh, that's a that's a oh, really Switzerland oh, answer. No, I, I don't want a
1: political answer. Uh,
0: that's a political um, answer. I'm, I
2: am I I am Ryan's I am Ryan's favorite friend. Whoa, another political
0: oh. answer. Oh, oh wow. you, what are this you is, are you running for president? Oh. what are I you wa- doing? I just
1: wanted you to just say Joe Binks, and then I was going to move on with my day.
0: She doesn't really know Joe as well. Oh, this is what? Too obvious.
1: Oh, oh, I like that answer. That's a good answer for Joe. Well um, the
0: answer is probably Louise. So yeah, it the this is no, risk no, risk no one risk risk this is so I'm... for people listening no one cares about this. All right, keep move on.
1: <laughs> I I mean I'm just gonna ask the most obvious one because it's the thing I I don't understand how Ryan pulls any ladies. Can you explain this to me? What what is it?
2: Ryan's got mojo.
1: <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> I've seen him. I've hung out with him. I've talked <laughs> with him weekly.
2: <laughs> I, I don't know. I've never seen I've never seen the actual, you know. The actual scene and uh, you know moving along there with Ryan bar, but apparently there's some kind of voodoo or something Ryan's got that that people gravitate towards him. Can't explain it. It's, it's th- just some kind of uh, mojo. My mother,
0: my mo- my mother once called uh, my reproductive organ a magical flute. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Holy shit! <laughs> she said, "She's she, just just to give some context to this. We were uh, no, 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 no context needed. I think it's perfectly fine no, the way no, it is. No, no, some con- some context. Um, uh, one day I think I was I was hanging out with some girl and she left. Um, uh, I think she was much retra- more attractive than I was. And my mom was, I don't get it. What is your? What does it play the flute? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Not so, so
0: you're not the only one that uh, thinks that, Greg. But
1: no, I I guess that, that helps answers my second question. Does Ryan introduce you to these ladies? Because I have a strict nobody meets my mom policy. We also have a strict
2: No, I don't we have a strict Nobody beats my mom policy. Nope, nope, nope. There's a we uh, backdoor entrance to the house and that's the way that's the way we roll.
1: Not the only time that happens. Hey, in the night, I'm hey,
2: what happens in Bayshore Bay stays in Bayshore. You thank, know what I mean? That's... Thank you.
1: Uh, Ryan is also famous for hosting all these events at the house. How, how are you okay? Like, w- what was your role in all of these? Like, Ryan talks a big game about how, like, a, a ECT started at his, in his backyard. Mom,
0: for reference, ECT oh. is the fighting game tournament where I had, like, 55 I, no, people in my backyard. Okay,
2: okay one, of my, one of my favorite stories, right? I come home. I was waitressing at the time, and it's like eleven thirty at night. And I'm in my uniform, and I smell like fried fish, and I'm tired, and I'm cranky. And I'm like, "There's cars up and down my block, parked everywhere. The whole neighborhood's full of cars." I'm like, what "The hell's going on?" So I get to my backyard, and there's a bouncer at my gate <laughs> because there's a giant bouncer at my gate, D- right? D- and Darren, like, Darren and is
0: I'm... six foot eight.
2: Yeah, big big fella. So I come walking, and they're like. And they're collecting $5 to come into my backyard, okay? So, um, you know, even back then, entrepreneur. So I come in, and the guy looks at me, and he goes, the mom's here, the mom's here. So they let me in the backyard. I got through the bouncer. There were TVs everywhere throughout the backyard, set up all over the place, millions of kids playing video games, I've never seen anything like it, but there was a bouncer at my gate. I almost did it run this happened. by
1: you before hosting the tournament? <laughs>
2: no, no. I think, no, no, because we don't, that's not how we roll. It's kind of like, you know, I come home, like, it's just like it's just, I come home and i am be like, oh, Ryan's got 45 kids. Like, one time Domino's came to the house, I swear to God, with 60 pizzas. Remember they used to do the 4x4 or four four, four thing? The
0: 5x5 uh, yeah,
2: yeah, and all of a sudden, uh, Domino's things. The guys, the guy's literally bringing in 60 pizza boxes. To the 400 kids in the backyard. I come back. I'm like, what? What is happening exactly? So, and I, I'm a heavy sleeper. So you know, it's hard to say ever really what's going on here.
1: No. Yeah. You really never know. It's incredible. Um, what's uh? I never know. I, I, I like to I like to make fun of Ryan for coming up with extravagant ideas and never following through. What is What is the most ridiculous thing Ryan has tried to run by you that he just never followed through? On?
0: There's a lot.
2: <laughs> oh, there's yeah. Um, oh my god, Ryan and I are so good with pipe dreams. Um, we had the terrarium, the terrariums. Oh, Oh, yeah.
0: We've talked talked about that. We've we've talked about the terrarium thing. We've gone deep on how I wanted to do the terrarium thing.
2: The terrarium thing, that was big. You know what the thing is, too? But I'm always, I'm I'm so crazy supportive. I'm like, that is a great fucking idea. Rock that shit out. And then all (laughs) of a sudden we're like, you can't put plants in a little fucking light bulb. That's ridiculous. So, um... We did the terrarium thing. There have been a number of... God, Ryan, what, what, what other little um, dietetic pizza ideas have we had here? Oh,
0: uh, we've, we've had a lot of stuff over the years. Can we talk about how we had a microwave with only one button that worked on it? What? Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I don't cook, really. So uh, when we moved into this house, we were at the um, less wealthy stage of our lives. So we bought the house. And Not the much house, has changed. but okay. We really have a kitchen.
0: Huh? Not much has changed, but okay. Not, so, like, not like we're killing it now.
2: No, 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 no. Yeah, okay, but we have we have a kitchen now. We're we're you know we're we're like millennial people. That's correct. Uh, but back then we all we had was a microwave and I only button work with popcorn. I think so. <laughs> so anything we could, it's not really as funny as it is. Well,
0: well no, it was funny because I would have to know exactly what each food item and how many popcorns it would take.
2: Like, oh, soup.
0: That's <laughs> that's that's two and a half popcorns. Because cause it wasn't it wasn't like popcorn. Uh, it wasn't like Popcorn was a full power microwave. It would be like 70% of microwaving. So on the instructions, it wasn't like, you know, um, so popcorn was a minute and 30. It wasn't like, okay, I'll just put it in for three minutes, two popcorns. It was like, oh, it's 70%. So I had to figure out what all pizza and every other item was in popcorns.
2: And yeah, it was a good time. So you think you would have been more of a rocket scientist with that kind of upbringing. Well, no, let's talk about about how
0: how, uh, I I didn't do too well in school. And then also I fell down the stairs and you kicked me. Um, Let's do that real quick.
2: (laughs) Oh, Um, well, so, okay. No, this is, this is a really true story. So we used to live uh, where there were apartments next to each other and Ryan would go next door to the babysitter on Friday when I went to work. So Ryan went to talk to the babysitter and I, for whatever reason, I decided I was going to go into the babysitter's house and see Ryan and Ryan's laying on the floor shaking. Like, look... Five no! no wait,
0: hold on hold, on! hold hold on! Hold having... on! You had you were leaving for work, what? and then you for whatever reason you weren't supposed to come back, but you did.
2: I did right. I was not supposed to come back. I had forgot something to tell you something, and I came in and I walk in, and Ryan's laying on the floor like a piece of bacon, just <laughs> popping around, popping around. So now I'm late for work, and Ryan's being a jokester. And also, Ryan, if sometimes if Ryan wants you to do something, he might get a little more dramatic about it. Okay. Ryan, so I think I think Ryan doesn't want me to go to work. He's laying on the floor being dramatic and pretending like he's having a seizure or something. So I'm like, Ryan, get up. Ryan, get up. I have to go to work. I'm going to be late. Get up. And I'm kicking him with my work shoe. I'm like, get up, get up. And then, then we find out that Ryan fell down the flight of stairs.
0: <laughs> and uh, I was and having a seizure. was having
2: a seizure. Yep. <laughs> and he did, end, he did end up in pediatric ICU for five days. So, yep, oh.
0: yep still alive. And that's why I can't <gasps> do math. So there you go.
1: In fairness, uh, kicking to see if they're all right is my go-to move as well. And I, I, come, I come from a medical family, so I, I think that's tried yeah, and true. I, th-
2: I think it's outstanding parenting skills on my behalf. You know what I mean? But listen, I didn't leave him there. I actually put him in the car and took him to the hospital. So uh, that, I have to get some props I for
0: appreci- that. I appreciate that. I really do. Um, Thank uh, you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, quick kind of quick, quick I side note. When was the last time you got child support?
2: Oh, um nineteen ninety
1: four Wow Unbelievable. Right? Ryan tells me nothing's off limits and then I I'm not even the one dropping <laughs> the stuff that's off limits. Yeah, you know. No, there's yeah, you know, there's
2: there's not what are you gonna do?
1: Nothing. Nothing. Not not get jobs for you, yes. uh have you uh what what's the dumbest thing Ryan has done for you? Like the like, you you sit back and you think to yourself, God damn it, that's my kid, that's my kid.
2: You, you know, here's the thing. I was thinking about that before, and I'm not even being smolty about the Ryan Mead thing, but Ryan Mead kind of kind of was born with like like a pamper diaper in one hand and his bottle in the other, so he's kind of been like self sufficient since he was since he was like a fetus. You know what I mean? So I can't even think of one thing. that – Can you think of anything, Ryan, that you did that was really also, you don't really get—you
0: don't really get angry, and that's kind of been our deal. We don't really get angry. Like there was times where I broke windows, I broke stuff around the house, I had fifty people in the backyard. Like for example, and just to throw this out here, Greg's mom was just on, and if Greg had 50, 50 people in the backyard, uh, Greg would have been hanging by a noose. I mean,
1: <laughs> I, I should have had, have had a the story to about when I had a house party. She was very angry about
0: me. I shouldn't say hanging by a noose, but yeah, ra- no. ra- rather, Greg would have been beaten.
1: I, I would have been. A, my yeah. mom said she's not physical. She would have got physical that
0: day. Yes, he would have. So, <laughs> so what you say? I've been, I just, I, I, just I, took I, a
2: slice I, of pizza and went to bed.
0: That's kind of what I've. We've been. It's, it, my mom and I have been a team pretty much our whole life. We've been like this, this two person show of survival, and now here we
1: are. So really, we so are so surviving. You, have you have you have you ever done anything that resulted in Ryan uh, having to appear in court like my mom has done to me?
2: No, no, actually, I haven't had him arrested or anything. <laughs> but why don't you tell that story?
0: We we did, we, we did tell that story <laughs> you're, already. You're, you're, you'll you you'll hear it. You'll oh. hear it. Oh. You'll know. Oh, okay. It, it's, it's yeah, a, no,
2: no, no. I, I I had Ryan's parole officer has never been to this house.
0: No, fresh yeah. out. The only time we had to go to court is when a pit bull was attacking our our, uh, our entire our.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. We did. We did have an attack pit bull in the neighborhood, and we had to go to go to court for that but that wasn't about ryan that no. was about brian being eaten by a yeah,
1: no that's that's mr 305 you can't ever really account for what he's going to do
2: No, never. Yeah, um, no, we, don't, we don't want something bad to happen to ryan greg i think we've
1: gone through a lot here magical flutes uh um... i'll just I'm, so there's, it's gone there's never
2: places been... that i wouldn't have seen coming but that's okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> i just the thing i love most about doing this is um ryan was self-sufficient out of the womb and apparently i wanted to read I don't remember ever wanting to read. You
0: were reading the New York Times when you were two years old, apparently.
1: I was five. Okay. When I was two years old, I was saying I had a big penis and was calling cops.
0: Yep. So we've learned a lot about each other. So Ryan
2: plays the flute. You've got.
1: <laughs> we're, 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 made, we're basically what we're saying is we're made for each other. And our, our moms are the big this reason not- why that's
2: yeah, this is not the direction I thought it would be going in, but interesting to learn so much, you know, information about well, both of you well like that,
0: this. That's a good question, you know, now that we're here. Where did you think this was going to go? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I wasn't really sure. I was heading more in the giraffe direction. Oh, but, yeah, let's you know. talk
0: about this. This is good. Um, So on the Rangers right now, there is a current player named Ryan Spooner, and he's obsessed with giraffes. You are also obsessed with giraffes. You were part of a giraffe Pretty fan. Crazy
2: obsessed.
0: You were part of a giraffe fan club. You support multiple giraffes in the United States. You know a lot of giraffes by name. Um you watch I have. The, you watch the April birth
1: live. Um, oh my god. I'm crazy. scarred by that birth.
2: Um So So here, here's what I'm thinking, okay? So okay. I'm gonna throw this out to all the all the fans and everything like that. Yes. So I think we I don't know if you could take a vote or something like that. We could do that. But this is what I'm thinking. Okay. So I really want to go to Tennessee to see Alf, my my second favorite giraffe after April. Okay, <laughs> and I wanted Ryan to take me to Tennessee to Bright Zoo in Limestone, Tennessee to see Alf. And Ryan's kind of dragging his feet about it. Not you know, not really into the whole thing. So I don't know if your fan base can take a vote, and if we enough votes come in that say yes, Ryan's taking me to Tennessee. Ryan's taking me to Tennessee to see Alf. And we will do a live podcast from oh. the zoo.
1: I, I am all over this. Oh I will make God. this happen. I hate this. Uh,
0: this is leverage. Just,
2: You're but, using this uh, as
1: leverage. Guys, Ryan, Ryan hasn't so. told you that. Uh, I, so I work in news up in Albany, but one of the stations that um, we work with is a station out in Syracuse. So for an entire summer, the all Syracuse news stories would be about April. Like if April coughed or farted, we had to do breaking news coverage as she was pregnant with
0: Timmy. <laughs> my mom pays for the text updates on April.
2: Like you know, I do. I, I pay for the I pay for the private April page. I'm a little obsessed.
1: It was I'm going
2: uh, up there for giraffes for with giraffes. I'm gonna drink beer with giraffes.
1: Oh my god.
2: Going up it there. It was it was yes, April
1: twenty four seven. Once we got to the due date, everyone was like on call until April gave birth. And her giving birth literally scarred me. I, I, I can't look at animals the same way anymore. <laughs> What it falls out like—it
0: changes the whole view of things, doesn't it? It really
1: does. No, it wasn't—it wasn't even the falling out, Ryan. It was like the, the 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 fireworks that came out of that area before it fell out. I—I yeah, I don't know. Childbirth is interesting. That's all <laughs> I have to say about that. And and that's a good
0: circle around here to say thanks, mom. I really appreciate everything you've done for us.
2: Well, he's like, you know what? You're my favorite giraffe, Ryan.
0: You know, I'm your favorite child too, as because I'm the only one. Um.
2: So yeah, that makes it so much easier. Th-
1: that was super easy. She knocked. She so, See, see, Ryan. Ryan's the only child, so you know you know when you knocked it out of the park, and you know you hit a home run. I'm the youngest, which means they finally got it right and decided to stop.
2: <laughs> so everybody's a winner here. Everybody's exactly. a winner. That's it. I... And I'm a winner too because everybody's going to vote for Kathy Mead and Ryan Mead to go to Bright Zoo in Tennessee in Limestone, so we could see Alf, 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 Alf.
0: My mom is obsessed with Alf the giraffe, so. Um, you would have taken someone so else, vote, but things happened. Anyway, uh, Greg, do you have any? <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna get to that. Um, we don't talk politics. Anyway, um, Greg, do you have? Oh, no, fa- no, no, no. Do you have any final questions for my mom? I,
1: I, I, I. I, I... Greg,
2: do you want to come with us to see Elf?
1: <laughs> I, I'm not going to say no. Let me put it that way. We're all.
0: Uh, Greg and I are I trying think... to go to Europe together.
1: As oh, a, yeah. That's
2: Europe, a thing. Europe's more up. Come on. We got it. It's it's Tennessee. That's where it's at. There's a giraffe called in your name. They were already eliminated. Ryan,
1: great. You know, you, you know I've, I've, I've heard that Tennessee is the Europe of America. That's what everyone says.
2: That's what I heard. Yeehaw, baby. And, <laughs> you know, you can go to Europe any time. When can you go see a giraffe named out Al- Not the uh, Alps. Alps.
1: That's think right. Ten- Tennessee is uh, is on the time. It's on a, a strict time limit, so I understand this one too.
2: Um. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think you know a vote for Kathy is a vote for happiness.
1: Thank you. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you have any questions for Greg Not or anything, Bob? Before we get out of here.
2: No, it was a pleasure though getting to know you better and talking to you guys and knowing that you have so much in common. Right.
0: Um. This has been a really humbling experience for both of us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm I'm happy, happy we've crossed this off our podcast bucket list though.
0: This has been as inappropriate as it could have been for both uh moms of ours. So that's nice. Yeah,
2: I, I have to say, you know, but that's that's how we roll. You know what, what I mean? What if you're do. not gonna be honest now, when are you gonna be honest? Thanks. Yeah,
1: I just I, I, I really wasn't expecting so much penis talk during a mom cast.
2: <laughs> you know what? I wasn't really either, but you know <laughs>
1: Here we are. I was gonna you say that the super please. like you need what to rise you, you, ride, do
2: you do? need to rise to the occasion, but I'm gonna let oh, that Oh go. my god. <laughs>
3: Oh, uh, so gonna hear this?
1: Yeah, that's all true. Right. Uh, a good amount of people. Anyway, yeah. um, hey, hey, yeah. a good amount of people are gonna send you to Tennessee to go see Alf.
2: That's right. So that's right, Ranger fans, trip away fans, send me. Let vote oh, yes. Yeah, so me, Ryan, and Greg can go to limestone Tennessee and Greg. Yes, see Alf, and we, we could drink. I'll drink. <laughs> we could play beer pong. Oh,
0: oh my do, god, It would be so much fun. Bob, we're not twenty two. <laughs>
2: Think about the plus poss- Neither, well, neither am I. Well, I played big part at the last party.
0: That's true, you did. Um, all right. I did. We're uh, we're out of here, Mom. Thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate it.
2: Thanks for having me on. Remember, vote for us. Vote for Kathy.
0: Okay. All right, bye, Mom. <laughs> Thank, all right, guys. Take thanks. Care. Thanks bye. for moving back home. Really appreciate it. Bye.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Bye. Hey, we're back. Oh man, that's a thing. That was a lot. So <laughs> learned a lot from our moms. A little bit, yeah, a lot, a, of, bit. a lot, of bit. Glad to have them on. Hope, uh, I hope everyone enjoyed that.
1: That was something. I, uh, if you didn't enjoy that and you listen to us, I don't know, like, what more do you want from us?
0: I really don't know. That was really revealing. I, I didn't. I shouldn't have maybe brought the flute thing up, but I did. So there you go.
1: I I did not know my mom was going to tell the big penis story. So uh, here we are.
0: It's very a very peepee podcast. Now. Uh, <laughs> Let's get to the big news. Speaking
1: of, speaking of things that excite my pee pee, that's that's how you transition.
0: That's up. a great. That's a great transition, Greg. And I know transitions. Uh, mm. Sports betting was ruled. Betting. was ruled legal seven to two at the Supreme Court today. Now it's not legal. It's 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 ruled so that states can make it legal. Right so now, and, now the states uh, have the ability to do that.
1: Right, and the early the early indication is um, there will be at least thirty two states over the next five years that introduce some form. Of betting on sports, and for those saying, "What? I could already bet on horse racing." This is uh, a story of a girl.
0: Uh, but yeah, it's different than horse racing because one of my dreams is to be able to like go to a baseball game and just bet on it right on the spot. I want to be able to bet on NBA games. I want to be able to bet on esports just from my computer. Like I'm ready. I'm ready to roll. I, I think early investors so that, that's, and that's, well, go
1: ahead, that's go ahead. That's the interesting thing. Um, I don't know how it'll necessarily work one across state lines. Like say you live in a state where for whatever reason, they don't want to enact sports betting. I don't know if you're going to be able to go on mohegansun.com and place a sports wager. I don't think you are. So I think pretty the way sure you can do that, I'm pretty sure you can do that for like Bovada in Las Vegas. Um, like if you, you can, you can link your bank account to the Bovada website and you can play sports bets from the comfort of your own home right now. But it's not—it's not, it's not it's easy, inaccessible. And like no, it, but I—I I know for it's, example, it's specifically like, made difficult so you don't do it.
0: Like New Jersey has uh, legalized poker online, I believe. I think they're one of the only states that does that, and it checks. New Jersey
1: is going to be the New Jersey is going to be the first state that go. This was their lawsuit, so the lawsuit was like New Jersey versus the United States, or whatever the fuck it's called. New Jersey versus um, the United States—a terrible loss. Um, this, this, th- they'll be the first state to introduce it, and the first places that you'll see sports betting will be in casinos so for us here in the tri-state area it's going to be great because any casino that exists within the next as soon as lawmakers decide to vote on this and there's no timetable for that i'd imagine jersey i'd imagine they're going to have sports gambling before the end of the year uh new york and connecticut i bet before april of next year if i had to guess nice draft plug it's yeah, yep, yep. There you go. Uh, vote, vote for lawmakers that want to enact sports, sports betting. There you go. Um, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm very excited about it because one of the most fun things I did when I was in Vegas the last time was just spend an entire day in a sports book, and it's, it's a sports fans paradise. What you brought up is interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how sports leagues allow for in stadium betting. I know the Golden Knights do it. Because um, they're in Vegas, I would bet the first league to really allow for NBA. It's got to be. It's the NBA.
0: It's the NBA. It's definitely the NBA. I mean,
1: it's it's the most progressive league when it comes. Their to Their commissioner like has
0: come out and said we want to have gambling in the NBA. It's there, It's going to happen. You're going to be able to gamble at the games, or at I least am, online. I'd imagine
1: so. Um, but again, the thing that's going to be weird is that, like there will be states that doesn't have like Utah is a very conservative state. I'm not sure the Jazz are ever going to offer gambling in-house. Um, Probably not. It's it's definitely, I, I haven't thought of it from a, if I'm at the game, can I place a bet standpoint? I've definitely thought of it from the, it's going to be, there's now a, this is the best thing a casino could ever be told because you're going to get a whole new sw- like wave of degenerate gamblers. But it's also one
0: of the worst things that your casino could be told because now you're going to have more comp- competition, which you did not have
1: before. Well, it's the worst thing for Vegas. I I, I, like there will be a. I I don't know the the number off the top of my head, but I would say there is a larger. There is a concerning enough portion of the U.S. gambling population that specifically flies to Vegas to place sports wagers and then flies back to either cash those tickets in or place another wager. And and that just won't happen anymore. If say if California allows for sports betting, which I'm sure they will. The people who commute from Los Angeles to Vegas, it's just not going to happen. No, it's not. Um, you'll have people like me. I won't have to go online to play sports bet anymore. I could just go to – there's a casino 30 minutes from me, and I guarantee you they're going to have a sports book. So I can just go there to place all my sports bets whenever I want. It's it's going to hurt Vegas, number one, and then number two, it'll hurt um, like my bookie, which is an offshore gambling site. I think people will leave my bookie because it's going to be so much more convenient to just place a bet in person. And if States, if States are smart enough and create gambling apps, yeah, good luck. I I don't know how a sports betting website will ever survive that.
0: No, I I don't either. Like the New York, if there was like a New York sports app for betting, uh, that would be absolutely incredible.
1: And they already, they already have like Naira, the New York racing association already has one. So if you want to place a wager, on a horse race in New York, you can just download the app. I mean, I really money. just want to
0: be able to bet on a few games. I, I And I'm not a gambler. Let's get that out of the way. I know you are. Yes, e- actually, am. everyone knows you are. But <laughs> uh, I, I don't really gamble, but I would love to place like, you know, a $5 bet here or there on some games, like a Ranger game. I think they – I feel really confident in them. An NBA game where I feel like I have an inside scoop on it or I know to, I know more than the bookies do, which I never will, but I feel like that. And uh, the, spe- especially one, when it comes one to trick-
1: – the one trick that you just mentioned. I mean the casinos usually have limits for like the smallest bet they accept. Like you can't just sit down at a blackjack table and risk $5. No. Um so for example, when I was in Vegas, the the lowest bet you can place is a $20 bet. Yeah, that makes on sense. On any sporting event. Okay. Um so if you, you'll have to be comfortable with wagering at least 20 at a time, but when you really think about it, it's not a whole lot of money. Uh, and if you parlay it, sense, it then but, you know you'll get the payout eventually.
0: Well, we'll see. We'll but, see. but the whole point is like, I, especially because you know I've been more into esports recently, especially the Overwatch League, strucker, and I would love to be able to bet on that league because right now I feel like I have an advantage, knowing more than most people would. So what? I think I think I could make I could make okay money doing that. So I I just wish there would be an, an easy way where I could place my over unders for baseball and basketball, where I can place my over unders for the NFL and maybe bet a game or two throughout the year through an app like if that happens they're gonna get my money that's just the way it is
1: yeah and the crazy thing about the fact that this hasn't been a thing before that doesn't make sense to me it's just if you the, i mean we, we don't like to get political but i'm about to I'm the whole reason why i actually think most drugs should be legalized is because it's a whole lot it's it's a lot easier to regulate an industry when the like the government has a role in it it's like These sports leagues and these states will have active partnerships in how to regulate gambling, which is a lot easier than a bookie sets a line or a sports book sets a line. And that's the line you go with and the league can't do anything about it. So allowing leagues not only to this is going to make shitloads of money for every professional sports league that's smart enough to adopt and, some form and states of like you yeah, want to make legally. you
0: want to make some tax money i got you this is this is going to help you yeah exactly a like lot. The, this
1: is my whole thing like i i, I don't know is, is it like socialism well this, or is, I, this, I is, this is this is why it's no just,
0: it's not but you said all drugs and i think maybe one drug should be legal and that's about it but
1: uh, no i honestly think you know what here's uh, this no is we, 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 we the, cannot gonna, do this I'm okay gonna, i'm gonna say it quickly all right i it's it's like drinking all right you're not making anyone take a drug. If someone is going to shoot themselves up with heroin, whether it's legal or not, they're going to do it. Like hardcore addicts, people that are going to do it more often than not, they're they're doing it. So that's why I've always been a big believer in the the, the needle sharing program that exchanges dirty needles for clean needles with people that are users. Because right, if you're okay. going to use, you might as well this, use safely and stuff like Greg, that. Greg, this
0: is this conversation we're having right now is a an hour long podcast on on social. <laughs> uh policy and all that and I could get really deep into you like why that's good and why that's bad. And I think we could just say here we don't know enough about this to say we don't know. Sure. Uh, we, uh, long story no short, idea. make
1: all drugs legal. Go for it. I want to be able to buy cocaine while I'm gambling on sports.
0: That's that's all you had to say.
1: <laughs> that's why my mom's not gonna listen to this podcast.
0: Uh,
3: that's uh, uh,
1: no, but sport sports gambling on a more serious note, it it's it's long overdue. It it's surprising to me that it took this long. Um, it's, it's going to create a new industry for sports leagues that I find fascinating. And it's going to create a new environment for gamblers that I'm going to find fascinating. It'll be extremely interesting to see how states adapt to this policy. I think the major casinos in Connecticut are going to have a really easy time to do it because they have the infrastructure in place. Um, I believe the casinos that have recently been built in New York, and there have been a ton, have accounted for sports betting of some kind to become legal so most casinos in new york already have systems in place to easily enact a sports room it, it's going to be fun it, it's it's going to there's what's that the, the only downside is to the individual right because now you're presenting options for people to spend money that otherwise were available to them in new york but that I don't think that's the state's responsibility to try and prohibit someone from how they spend their money. So it's, it's going to be great for the state. The state's going to see a, a huge boost of um, economic gains. It's going to be great for the leagues. The amount of money leagues are going to make hand over fist is laughable at this the, point. The which,
0: NBA knows exactly how much money they're going to make. They know.
1: Yeah. And if uh, – okay, let's make this a little bit about hockey. If there's ever a reason for hockey just to bite the bullet and do whatever the fuck it takes to avoid a lockout – just imagine the billions with a b billions of dollars they'll lose if they lock out when sports betting is legal in the United States.
0: I can't even fathom that amount of money. I
1: can't. So if owners if any owner Jim Jim Dolan, I know you listen to this podcast. If you want to make millions upon millions upon millions more <laughs> Jimmy. not just on the Knicks, make sure there's no lockout. Make sure addicted gamblers can continue to gamble on hockey. Greg Greg is lockout. Greg is very pro do what you want even if it's devastating to yourself. Um, uh, make, make your own choices man it's your life you only get one to live as I, my mom said so I, do what you want to do that makes you happy and I, if losing like, like heroin
0: <laughs> dollars sports, go for it uh, I have different opinions on you and drugs but anyway um, I said sports I'm uh, oh, sorry I said yeah sports anyway I think this is a good place to end the podcast <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's been a trip man this has been a wild episode it's been a trip oh boy well if you stayed this long God bless you God bless you. That's it. We promised the mom
1: cast and we delivered. We
0: delivered. I I was just thinking to myself, should I edit any of that out? And I won't. I won't. So. See you guys next week. Follow us on Twitter. Bushits break. Love you.